0: Welcome to the
1: Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now, here's your host, my dad, Ryan Scott.
0: Hey there thank you so much once again for joining us joining me on the big ad idea podcast um as you know i am ryan scott and today or tonight or this morning or maybe during your planning period or maybe um, on your way into work um you are listening to me and my new good friend cameron brown um so Cameron is a, is a dude that I have known for two years now. Um, he has subbed at my high school off and on within those past couple years. Um, and when I um, started dropping you know, information about this podcast out on the social media land, he uh, immediately hit me up with a really good idea, um, one that I think you will want to stick around and listen to, especially if you are listening from a rural area. Um, because his idea really targets, uh, in my opinion, really helps to target and really helps to overcome some of the issues of being in rural America and providing a top-notch education. So without further ado, Cameron, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh, you are welcome, Mr. Scott. I was so excited when I heard that you were doing this podcast. You know, you share all the information about education on Facebook, and as soon as I heard, I'm like, this is going to be good. And pretty much every time I go to the gym, that's why I listen to
0: <laughs> Oh, cool, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when I'm at the gym, it's either um, in my, in my headphones, it's either old school hip hop um, or some really loud rock and roll, like heavy metal music. So um, either like I pump you up because like I have a heavy metal sounding voice. I don't know if, if that's it, um, but whatever the case, man, I appreciate it. And um, look, Mr. Scott makes me sound old. Um, I know I do have gray in my beard. um, And I know I am 40, uh, but call me Ryan.
1: I can do that, That's
0: what my best friends call me. (laughs) Actually, when I was in uh, elementary school when I was a principal, um, or actually when I was in the classroom, I told my students that there are two personalities. There is Mr. Scott, and then there is Coach. Um, and I told them, you don't want Coach coming out because that is the, um, the not-so-great guy. Um, but actually, a lot of my students, I let them call me Ryan just because I thought it was a lot more personal.
1: Yeah, it makes it more, um, like you said, personal and informal, and, and they feel like, you know, they can develop a better relationship. So I, I well, like that idea.
0: Oh, well, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm all about the relationship. So Cameron, you are currently a senior – At WKU, and uh, for my listeners out there that might not know what those letters stand for, it is Western Kentucky University um, down in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And Cameron, I can't remember, what is their mascot? It
1: it is the Hilltoppers.
0: The Hilltoppers, that's right, that's right, because Western is built on this hill, like uh, a, a killer hill, and when kids have to walk to class... They, uh, you know, if you ever walk through or drive through campus, you'll notice all of the kids there have extremely big thighs, and that's from walking to class. Um, But Cameron, you are a student teacher, which I'll tell you, this is some weird times to be a student teacher. But you are at Barron County High School. Remind me, uh, what 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 town or what cities are in Barron County?
1: Uh Barron County is Glasgow so it's Oh yeah like, yeah. Yeah, you get on i 65 and you get on the Cumberland Parkway for about 10 miles and the school is pretty much right off the Parkway. So it's about a 30 minute drive each day but yeah, it, it's not too bad but yeah it's about 30 minutes from Bowling Green and it's in Glasgow.
0: Oh very cool. Um so a good Well, he used to be a good friend of mine. There was a chiropractor around town that I was pretty good friends with. And he was always trying to get me to go to the Highland Games in Glasgow, Kentucky. Because evidently every year they have a big uh, Highland Games. And, you know, my last name is Scott. So obviously I'm Scottish. Um, But I also own a pretty killer kilt that I just look for reasons to wear. Um, Him and I never got to go. But who knows? Maybe you and I could... uh, go on down there and throw some stones and some flag, I don't know, poles or whatever else they do at the Highland games.
1: That's what I was about to ask, because the main thing I think of with that is don't they throw like the huge, almost like telephone like poles and they got to land it or something like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think they do. Like, you know, I've watched Braveheart. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily mess with anybody that wears a kilt and throws telephone poles.
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Um, we're going to jump into this with our first segment. Um, and it is just meant to, to to model that concept of connections before content. And it is a segment that I lovingly call the two for two. So I'm going to ask you two questions. And then you are going to turn around and ask me two, um, just with the hope that after this segment, we know a little bit better about each other. Does that sound all right with you?
1: Yes, sir. Let's roll with it.
0: All right, man. So, my first one, um, and, I, and, I, and I probably am doing this one because my girls watched Aladdin last night. Um, but if a genie gives you three wishes, what are those three wishes?
1: Now, is one of the rules that you can't, one of your wishes can't be for an unlimited amount of wishes?
0: <laughs> you know, I think exactly. we're going to have to. We'll have to do the Disney rules. um, And I do believe Aladdin does say, yes, that is one of the rules.
1: Hmm. Three wishes. Um, The first wish I think I would have is the ability to read minds. Oh, I think that's something we we all like to do, especially as a teacher. I think you want to know what your students are thinking. Um, But just as a person in general, I think we all want to have that ability to read minds. So that'd be my first. Um, my second wish, if I could go back in time, would to be a foot taller
0: than <laughs> when
1: I played basketball in high school. Yeah,
0: because
1: I, I mean, I'm six one, so I was decently tall. But I mean, if I'd been seven one, man, that would have been
0: Dude, great. <laughs> yeah, you would have been playing for UK, UK right now.
1: Yeah, anytime you're that tall, it helps out. Uh, so yeah, that would be great. And hmm, the third wish. Hmm. and you came out of the gate with a really tough question <laughs>
0: well you know that's how I roll man there's no there's no point you know just half half in it
1: you're exactly right um I think my third wish would be I think my third wish would be for there to be a way where we would have more understanding as people Oh. around the world a lot less conflict you know i mean just the ability to understand each other or listen to other viewpoints i think that, that would be my third
0: yeah i think uh you know that is absolutely vital and sorely needed right now um yeah it's really hard to have any type of lasting change in this country when people are so polarized and divided so i absolutely. agree and i completely agree
1: and it's not a matter of I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. I firmly believe that, but it's just like I, I we should be able to civilly discuss our differences. And and right now, I don't think we really have the ability to do that. And I think that'd be something that would be absolutely great if we could really think about the person standing on the other side and their viewpoints and try to understand each other. A bit. Yeah, I think yeah. Be awesome.
0: yeah, I think that's perfect. And I think uh, we sorely need that. All right, man. So what is, let me see here. My next one. Is what was the very first thing that you wanted to be when you grew up like the first thing you can remember like you went to mama and you said this is what I'm gonna be
1: (laughs) um I have to think because when I was in elementary school I had two that I really wanted I have to think about which came first no that's
0: okay if you if you say both hey that you know that's okay too
1: well, the first that I can remember was I really thought it'd be cool to be an architect because I loved playing with Legos.
0: Absolutely.
1: That was my favorite thing as a kid. I loved playing with Legos. I built, you know, towers. Um, and even like when I was in elementary school, I would stay after school with my mom. And you know, those uh, like 10 blocks and 100 blocks that they use. i would go next door and borrow them from the teacher next door and I would build a tower.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> sure, And I was doing that. And sure. I was but like, um, I always thought that it would be awesome, you know, to design buildings and that kind of thing when I was like in elementary school. So that was one that I really thought about when I was younger. And the other, and i tell you what, I still love the weather. All this winter weather the past week, I was tracking my weather app constantly. I love keeping up with the weather. I'm just a nerd when it comes to that. But I thought about being a meteorologist.
0: There you go. That's another
1: thing I thought about. And so I'd say those are the two one, uh, main ones that I thought about. Obviously, you know, you go through childhood, you have a lot of sure, like different ideas for careers, but I think those were my first two as far as when I was, like you <laughs> said, first went to mama, those were the first two. You know, <laughs> okay, funny, my, uh,
0: funny, funny uh, story about the architect thing. Um, during my wandering years, I like to calm when I didn't really know what I wanted to do and uh, was kind of just wandering around. Um, I actually visited a college out in Olympia, Washington, Evergreen State College, because I was at that time, I was really thinking about the idea of sustainable architecture. Um, so like how you build houses out of uh, sustainable materials or, um, you know, just different, different ways of, of architecture. So that's really funny you said that. Um, I went out there for a week stayed there for a week. It rained the entire week. And I quickly realized that the West Coast, especially up in Washington State, was not built for a guy um, that needed sunlight. So I quickly (laughs) hightailed it back and changed my mind.
1: I can't imagine living somewhere where it uh, rains every day. I'm kind of like you. It's like I always get up ready to go in the morning. That's part of the reason why I like going to the gym in the morning before school. It gets me up, gets me energized, gets me to seize the day, you know. I know you're kind of the same way with that. I've always been that way for some reason. I like getting up in the morning, working out, getting out of the way. Like I said, it gets me ready for the day, and I don't have to do it later. But it seems like that hardest part is waking up, getting up through those mornings and – it seems like it really helps when it's sunny already outside, the sun's already starting to it come Absolutely helps. Easier.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you, 4 30 in the morning when I wake up, there's no sun, but uh, coffee and pre workout always seems to help.
1: Oh, pre workout on the drive to the gym is the, the savior. Yeah, that's <laughs> that early.
0: It absolutely is. All right, man. So, what <laughs> questions do you have for moi?
1: Well, my first question is like a de- deserted island type question. Oh,
0: like a deserted island or a island filled with desserts? Well, <laughs> I do
1: the dessert sounds better, but now so the deserted island. Like, that was a total maroon. damn joke. <laughs> hey, I thought it was funny.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go. All right, man, what, what you got? What is it?
1: But, okay, so you're marooned for life on this deserted island. You have to watch one movie for the rest of your life. What movie is that going to be?
0: Ooh. So this one changes a lot for me. Um, But I think I'm going to have to bring it back to, there was this movie in the nineties called Boondock Saints. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about?
1: I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Okay.
0: So Boondock Saints essentially is these two guys that go on a killing spree and take out the mob in Boston it's got a really good soundtrack um it's it's a little dark I don't know but I love it that's what I would watch huh.
1: I, me personally um I would bring Forrest Gump <laughs> big guy and I just love Forrest Gump um this past Halloween that's actually who I went as and my girlfriend went as Jenny her name's yeah. Her name's Allie, so I called her Allie on Halloween. There
0: you go. That's it's cool. Really
1: a character, you know.
0: <laughs> That's cool. My wife and I did that um, at the beginning of all of this COVID stuff. For I guess for about a week, we did themed nights, um, and all of the kids dressed up as something like as we ate dinner. And one of the nights was was a uh, favorite movie night, and my wife and I dressed up as Forrest Gump. Um, just at the very beginning of this COVID to try to bring some levity to the situation. Um, but yeah, Force Gump is a great movie. It, it's an even better soundtrack.
1: Absolutely. It's just, but it's one of those movies where if you try to de- describe it to someone who had never seen it, like how would you even begin? <laughs> but it's a lot of, yeah, great.
0: a lot of running in Vietnam. Yeah. And that's about
1: it. I like right, what, Alabama and they had the band like say stop. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: But, yeah, Forrest Gump's a great movie. Um, All right, my next question. Okay, I know you have a lot of hobbies, but what is one hobby that you do not currently have or one activity that you do not currently do that you would like to pick up or learn? That's
0: a really good one. So, like, immediately my mind jumps to music because i'm a very music inclined guy um i'll be honest i would really i would really like to learn how to create beats like on a computer i would really really like to do that um i was actually talking to a buddy yesterday like i love 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 music every type of music any type of music i i love it but what what I really, really dig are just beats, so that's like hip-hop, you know, like I said, that uh, the um, R&B beats, um, but then I like heavy metal because of the beat. Um, I don't know, I've always been into music, and I would love to be able to create my own beats.
1: Well, that's awesome. That really is. Uh, Would you, like, add songs to your beats, or, like, create songs out of your beats or what would you do with them once you created them?
0: Probably. I probably honestly turn it over to turn them over to my six-year-old. She, uh, is a singer. She sings all the time and is always making up her own song. She has her own microphone and she's always running around the house. So I think, uh, I think my Hazel, who we affectionately call Hurricane Hazel, I think, uh, I think I could turn her into a, uh, you know, a success story overnight.
1: Well, that is great. And it's funny, you all You guys call her hurricane. My family said when I was younger, I was like a tornado.
0: So there you I'm, go. I
1: don't know if that means she's a little more energetic than I oh, was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's the way to be, isn't it? You know I mean? That is
0: exactly, that is exactly the way to be. We say all the time that she is either going to be um, a CEO of Fortune 500, or she's going to be um, the leader of a drug um cartel
1: well hopefully she goes with the first one yeah
0: yeah i hope so i hope so that you know i'd still love her but yeah i would much rather not have to visit her in prison (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right man let's get into the meat of this episode now that i know you a little bit better you know me a little bit better and um you know you haven't closed off your zoom yet, uh, based on my answers. So I can tell that you are still interested in doing this thing. Um, so you alluded to a little bit ago, we talked about, you know, uh, what you wanted to be when you grew up and, you know, I have a weird way of getting into education. So I always want to ask, and cause it, it, intrigues me, um, to ask my guests, what got them interested in the education field? Now, you're not technically a certified teacher yet, you know, you're just a student teacher, not just, I don't mean that, but uh, what what got you interested in teaching?
1: Well, I think on the first level, I've been around education my whole life because, as you know, my mom- um, The book lady. Yeah, the book lady gives books to kids in Webster County, works part-time at a Providence Elementary School right now, but- um, for years she was a full time kindergarten teacher. And so
0: Cool I, spent, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I spent my, you know, life, a lot of my life around the school and so I was exposed to it at an early age and I really found it appealing seeing the potential she had to impact kids' lives. And I really education was always in the back of my mind. I always thought about it as a career choice, you know, being a teacher, basketball coach, whatever, something like that where I was working with kids and had that opportunity. And about junior senior year of high school, for some reason, I had a major shift, and I really wanted to go into like sports writing and sports broadcasting. And I actually started working for the local paper in Webster County, and uh, had a column starting junior high school, and worked there oh, cool. for about cool. yeah worked there for about four years covering um, Webster County sports. And it was a great experience. I mean, I loved, uh, you know, going to the games, talking to the players after, working with the coaches who were always great. But it kind of hit me. I realized I didn't want to go in that route because I realized when I was interviewing these student athletes that how much I enjoyed chronicling their success stories.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had
1: had this idea of what about if I could help them with their success stories instead of just writing about. I could be the one that had that impact and have that potential to um, shape their lives. And, and I think that's what draws about every teacher to education is we do have the opportunity to do that and impact and change kids' lives.
0: Yeah. And literally, uh, change the world.
1: You're exactly right. One day at a time,
0: one day at a time. I'll tell you, uh, my cousin was a sports broadcasting major. Um, and it's now selling cars but you know he's doing really really good at it um but one thing i think he quickly found was that you know jobs for for that kind of major is few and far between um but i can tell you just by your why um regardless of nothing else i think you're going to be an amazing teacher just because that you you understand really what the intent of teaching is it's not the delivery of content. Um, to me, it is the delivery of life, really. And um, the content is just a vehicle of those life lessons. So, dude, I'm excited to see where you go with this. And uh, I'll tell you, selfishly, I hope you land back in Webster County.
1: Well, we'll just have to see. Um, you know, as you know, as a student teacher, you know, you're in the process of graduating, you're looking for jobs. It's a busy few months and i was actually just updating my resume yesterday so what's I, your I look
0: <laughs> are you going to be um like is it english is that your major
1: no it's uh social studies so oh cool yeah so my certification from western i'll be able to teach social studies uh grades eight through 12 perfect anywhere from upper middle school to high school and apparently once you get that eight through 12 it doesn't take much more certification to be able to drop down and teach seven to six. Oh, okay I told that yesterday by western which obviously is good because you know more grades you can teach more opportunities for employment so that's always a good thing
0: that's right man that's right i'm, I'm definitely a social studies nerd um i love social studies i love the conversations that you can have in and, and um social studies i just love the the application piece of, um, of social studies so bravo man and, and good luck on that um So going forward, you know, the name of this whole game is the Big Ed Idea Podcast. So, you know, what we really try to do here is try to figure out and try to connect the vision of one with the passion of another. Um, But, you know, every idea has to start from a problem. So please let me and let our listeners know kind of what is that problem that you hope to alleviate.
1: Well, as you know, um, I graduated from Webster County, went to a smaller rural high school. And one thing about I think that the challenge that every small high school faces across the state just because of their resources is giving students every opportunity for like what they're interested in as far as life after high school. And that's not a knock against the school. It's not a knock against the teachers. It's just
0: it's a uh, fact of life.
1: it's It's a fact of life. Smaller schools are not going to have as many resources as larger schools. And so the problem that I think you see is that the kids at larger schools in the state, so, you know, your Louisville, Lexington schools, or like in Western Kentucky, Henderson County, or McCracken County, they're given more opportunities while in high school than students in smaller counties like Webster County, Union County, Crittenden County, and so forth. And again, that's not a knock against the schools or the teachers or the administrators. Like you said, it's just, it's a fact of life. That's
0: just the way it is.
1: And, you know, I personally think that every student should have the opportunity. If it's something they think is awesome, they could see themselves doing for the rest of their life, they want to at least get, dip their toe in the water and see if they like it. I think they should have the opportunity to do that. And so that's the problem right now. is Is just smaller schools d- don't have the resources to expand every opportunity, extend every opportunity to
0: students like that. Yeah, I I would completely agree with what you say with with, with what you're saying. You know, the equity piece, um, especially the funding mechanisms. I don't know if you know much about the funding mechanisms of the school systems. At least here in Kentucky, it's based on property taxes, and when you are in a rural area. Uh, with not much property, um, obviously your tax receipts are going to be lower, which means the amount of money that goes into that school system is going to be lower. Um, There was a time that Webster County was a very big coal producing um, county. And one thing I learned was that um, mined coal is taxed as a property. And so the taxes that the schools were getting were substantially larger than they are now, um, as I think our last mine shut down last year or the year before. Um, So yes, you're right, the revenue is just not there for some of our rural um, schools to be able to offer, um, in my opinion, what our county needs to lift our County up. Um, so having said that, and I think all of our, you know, I know I have some listeners out there from rural Alabama. I've got a good buddy down there who, who tries to listen. And I know I have buddies um, that are in Ohio and out in Colorado. And um, that is just a fact of life that our rural schools have to deal with um, inequity primarily because of the resources and the, the the monetary issues. So why don't you let our listeners know, okay, if if our schools are not able to do all of this presently, what is your idea to try to alleviate some of that?
1: I think uh, something. Um, it's just an idea right now, obviously, so the details of executing it would be Listen, the-
0: that is the name of this game, dude. Just shoot it out there.
1: I think if I had some of my idea, it's just – collaboration more collaboration between school districts so you have to think there are some school districts like i said that have those you know more programs more college um or career preparation programs than other high schools um a prime example is where i'm student teaching at Barron county it is a rural school but it is a very large school it's 6a about 1300 kids and as, a, and as a result they have about I think um, my first week there, the assistant principal told me 30 to 40 career preparation programs.
0: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: So they are, I mean, they have multiple opportunities for their students. But you look at other schools in that area that are a lot smaller. They're um, 2A, 3A. And the 2 and all the A's I'm talking about is I'm um, guessing school size based on football classes. I guess that's the high school sports writer mind still thinking. But to give you an idea, Barron County, 6A, all the schools in that immediate general area are 2A and 3A, a lot smaller, about half the size. So it's Monroe County, Allen County, Scottsville, and Glasgow. And they don't have all those programs. And so what would be a great idea maybe is if Barron County and all those districts around work together. In other words, so let's say Barron County has a program that's not offered at Glasgow. Glasgow is literally across town why can't a student in Glasgow one or two days a week go to Barron County and take that class and get credit for it? And I just think that would be a great idea. Or on the flip side, if schools don't want students, you know, driving and stuff like that in between or having to bust them from place to place, you could have a teacher that, let's say, for example, back home in Webster County, you could have like a business teacher who two days a week is at Webster, two days a week is at Union. And the other days, the students work doing online work or something like that. I like that.
0: that. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea, and I'll tell you why. Um, one of the things that I firmly believe, and and I think, holds our profession back, is sometimes we look at education um, as a competitive sport. And I think you're exactly right. Like collaboration in any business, in any industry, um, moves that industry and that business forward. Um, Being able to share resources, being able to share ideas, being able to share—I guess—the vision makes it, I guess, lasting. You know, it makes it last. It makes it attainable. It, it, um, as Mister Wonderful likes to say, into perpetuity. Um, But you are exactly right, and I think that would be a wonderful, wonderful idea. Now, the logistics side you know, you could figure that out. You know, there is a way to figure that out, whether that's sharing buses, sharing the costs. Um, But I think, you know, the biggest hindrance is that is just to get over that mindset of education as a competitive sport.
1: Well, and I'll tell you where I got this idea. It was something that's related to this, but not necessarily related. It's more about like collaboration is this time last year. My first uh, clinical placement before COVID hit was at Warren middle school. And something I was amazed at was how much the teachers in that social studies department worked together. They basically split up the work and we're all on the same page. So one designed the lesson plan for the unit. The other created the materials and the other created like the Google slides or whatever. Oh, that's presentation that's perfect. Year. Yeah. So not only were students getting, you know, the same education and all the teachers are working together, it was making it easier on the teachers but it was just the idea that all these teachers, and it was very inspirational to me. They weren't stubborn and so set in their ways that they're like, "I'm going to do it my way," and that's the only way we're going to do it. We're going to yeah. come together, and yeah. it will end up being better for the students because we're collaborating. You know, three minds are better than one. I mean, oh,
0: that's exactly right. Unless unless it's three of my minds, you don't want that. Um, <laughs> no, so I think I think you you're onto something here um and it's something that could be worked out um right now we have especially in webster county we have this thing called the area technical uh center and it is a tech school for the you know the area but primarily webster county just uses it for webster county i know there are other places around the state where kids from outside of that county come into that tech center so essentially the state of kentucky already has that model um to an extent and to a degree Um, so it would just take a little bit of you know finessing logistical purposes um, very type a people to get the plan down Uh, but no I like that idea I think it's a great idea
1: well and I think it's the idea that as teachers which as you said I'm not a teacher yet I'm still a student teacher but you know I'm thinking of ideas for education obviously because I'm about to graduate here in a few months and bing, bang, boom, I'll be in the field.
0: That's right.
1: Just like that. I'll turn my back and I'll be in the field. Um, But I think, you know, we want to give our students every opportunity to be successful and who knows, you know, a student may not like school because they feel like what they're learning, is it relevant to what they want to do? What about if we provide that career preparation program that they are really passionate about that they can see themselves doing it actually gets them excited to come to school every day because they feel like what they're doing is actually going to benefit them in their future.
0: Oh, for sure. You know, one of the best ways to create, um, student engagement, which increases academics, um, and increases, you know, achievement is choice. So the more choice you are able to give our kids is a, in my opinion, is good for everybody. Um, you know it's good for the school because if you have a kid that is engaged, they're going to learn. If you have a kid that is engaged, they're not going to be a behavior problem. Um, if you have a kid that learns, that is good for your county because now you have a trained um, graduate that is going to be providing for your county in the form of taxes. Um, so, man, I I really like that. I really do like that. I really love that idea. Um, I really hope that somebody out there today is listening and can make that happen. Um, especially if any of my friends in uh, Kentucky department of education are listening, um, you need to talk to my dude, Cameron. He's got a really good idea here. Um, and it, and it's not, honestly, it's not that big of a stretch for us to get it done. Um, I just think it has to, has to come we just have to change our mindset that it, education is not a competitive sport
1: yeah it needs to be viewed as more of a team sport instead of well if i had to place it as an analogy i think right now you have districts playing golf they're all trying to get the best score why can't we come together and play a little bit of basketball all yeah. of the all the districts be a different player on a basketball team we're all working toward the same goal and that's the education of students in general, just not students in each individual district. Yeah. I I think that's awesome to see.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I'll, you know, and, and I'll be honest, you know, I, I see education as something even bigger than that. I see education, um, as a means to improve your County and improve your society. And especially at the secondary level, we should be churning out kids that are prepared to raise the quality of life for that County. Um, so like my big vision is like Barron County. I think, I think it's Barron County that has a really, really good uh CTE program that is teaching kids about like coding and technology and um I wanna say it's Barron County.
1: It, it is uh Barron County. A couple years ago they um got a football stadium built that cost like $10 million, I'm thinking. Wow, why does you know why was that stadium so expensive? But what it was was the field was on the lower part. Upstairs they had quote unquote press boxes for Friday nights. But what they actually wore during the weeks was classrooms for that CTE stuff. And I went through there that first week, and the things those students are learning is unbelievable, absolutely. And
0: and that's and that's what I'm talking about. Like if Barron County is really good, like you're saying, at doing the tech side then there's no reason why a kid that lives in an adi- in an adjacent district can't be bussed over there or can't drive over there to get that type of training and then go back to their county, graduate, and then work in that county. I mean, that's good for everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, because if you're learning skills somewhere else, I mean, it's kind of the same idea why people go to college. Sure. You know, that they go to specific colleges because, you know, some, certain colleges have, Certain programs and others don't. And so it's that same idea, just at like a high school level, you know, like you said, they leave their county one, two days a week, you know, go over to the other school. They can learn what they need to learn there and take it back and apply it in their home community, make their community a better place by, you know, bringing new mindset or a new profession.
0: That's great, man. That's great. But, you know, just like anything, um, if we want things to change, things have to change. Um, and I'm a firm believer also that if high school looks like it did when I was in high school, um, then we're doing something wrong. Um, our schools have to change with the times. Uh, we are living in a global society now, w- which, honestly, we, we collaborate on a much bigger scale. So why not bring that collaboration into our own districts, like you're saying, because it's good for everybody.
1: Absolutely. It's good for um students. And I also think it's good for the teachers and administrators. The more you're exposed to different perspectives, the more you're going to grow as an educator. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the field yet. I'm not experienced, but just common sense. It's kind of like um, this past week in class, we were talking about the Constitution. And one of the things we talked about is why do Supreme Court justices serve life terms? It's because of life experience. And life experience is only valuable if you're exposed to a lot of different things in your life.
0: That's exactly right. Well said, man. Well said. So to my listeners, um, you have just heard a very, very good idea that my man Cameron brought to you. Um, number one, I think helps our rural counties that are struggling with resources, but number two, I just think it helps everybody, um, to kind of share the load of bringing our kids, um, where we need them to be, you know? So, um, with that, you know, without going super deep into this tonight, Cameron, would you let our listeners know if they are interested in, in your idea and, you know, they would like to reach out to you and maybe, you know, chew the fat a little bit more about this idea. Let them know how they can get a hold of you.
1: Absolutely. Um, my email is Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N, dot brown, like the color, 288 at Topper like Hilltopper, T-O-P-P-E-R dot W-K-U dot E-D-U. And then if you would like to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at Cameron underscore Brown underscore three. So if anybody would like to get in contact with me, that's my information.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And and I'll, uh, I'll go one further. Um, If you are listening out there, let Cameron know what you think about his idea. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, give him some feedback on this. You know, he is an up and coming educator um, who is passionate about changing the world, just like we need in our profession. So, give him a little inspiration, give him some feedback, let him know what you thought about this episode. Because um, I'm gonna tell you what, he's gonna be doing some good things. And uh, you know, just like his idea, let's let's share the load, let's collaborate. That's good for everybody.
1: Absolutely, well said.
0: All right. So uh, to my listeners, I am going to bring you another quote, just like I did in my last episode to kind of end this episode. And and I found another great quote about dreaming big. If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Mm -hmm. So to my listeners, once again, thank you for sticking around. And I'll see you next time on the Big Ed Idea. Thank you And together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.